The movie at first sight tells the story of Virgil Adamson, a blind massage therapist who falls in love with the sighted Amy Binnick. Amy researches Virgil's condition and finds an eye specialist who operates on him, restoring his sight. But it's not all roses and champagne. Virgil has no sense of depth perception. He has trouble perceiving shape, size, and distance. So Virgil and Amy consult Dr. Webster, a visual physiotherapist. Dr. Webster tells Virgil that although his eyes function, his brain hasn't yet learned to interpret the information that it receives from the eyes. When Virgil has trouble visually distinguishing between a real apple and a picture of an apple in a magazine, Webster explains a little further. Virgil, look, you're going to have to learn to see. I suspect Jesus' followers felt something of that same radical disorientation in the days after his resurrection. They had to learn to understand the world in a whole new way, to see the world in a whole new way. They had thought that there were certain things they could count on for sure, the dead staying dead being at the top of that list. And yet now the women arrive at the tomb only to find the stone rolled away and the grave empty. No wonder they're confused. Then two figures in dazzling white robes appear asking, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. As if that cleared anything up. So the two men then try to jog their memory. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? As if to say... So does all this seem a little more familiar now? Ring any bells? Luke tells us that the women remembered Jesus' words and went and shared the news with the eleven and all the rest. Now this isn't the only story in Luke in which remembering is the key to understanding the resurrection. Following today's gospel reading comes the story of the walk to Emmaus. Two of Jesus' followers are on the road to Emmaus talking about all that's happened in Jerusalem when Jesus himself joins them. But they don't recognize him. Jesus asks them what they're talking about. The disciples relay the story of Jesus' death, their hopes that he had been the Messiah, and the strange finding that the tomb is now empty. Jesus begins to teach them reminding them of all that had been spoken about the Messiah by the prophets. When they arrive at the village, the disciples beg Jesus to stay and eat with them. Luke tells us that as Jesus broke the bread, blessed it, and gave it to them, the disciples' eyes were opened, and they recognized the resurrected Lord. It was an action they knew and remembered. Luke seems to be telling us that we have to remember the past in order to recognize resurrection in the present. We have to remember the story of our faith in order to see through resurrection eyes. We absorb so many messages in our world today, and they become our default mode for understanding the world. The world tells us that the only way to fight force is with more force. 
It tells us that we've just got one chance to get things right. It tells us that death is final. That as followers of Christ, we hold fast to a different story. A story of new life that reaches all the way back to the beginning of the world. The story of a God who creates the heavens and earth and all that is in it from a deep and formless void. The story of a God who saves the Hebrews from slavery and makes them into the new nation of Israel. The story of a God who takes a nation scattered in exile and brings them home. The story of a God who gives all of God's self for the world, even to the point of death, only then to bring life even out of the grave itself. It is the story of a God who is ever faithful to God's people, always offering new life, new possibilities, even in places and situations that the world says is hopeless. How can this alternative story become so embedded in the neural pathways of our minds that it becomes the lens through which we interpret the whole world? Can the memories of our faith teach us to see with resurrection eyes? This is our hope. Someone wrote, hope involves memory. Memory not only of the past, but also a memory of the future. This morning we read words from the book of Isaiah. We heard God's promises to the Israelites who have returned from exile and found life more difficult than they ever imagined. God is creating a new heaven and a new earth, Isaiah tells the people. It will be a place where no weeping will be heard, where life is long, where everyone has a place to live and food to eat, where peace reigns and violence is unknown. As the people of God, we take this memory from 2,500 years ago and it becomes our hope as well. And it's not only our hope for the future, it's our hope for the present too. See, Jesus didn't just show us what resurrection looks like on Easter morning. Jesus lived the resurrection his whole life. That's why the men in dazzling robes could evoke resurrection faith by asking the women to remember what Jesus said and did. Jesus lived God's promises to Israel that we read in our passage from Isaiah. When he healed the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, when he ate with Zacchaeus, the crooked tax collector, when he showed compassion and fed a hungry crowd of 5,000, when Jesus showed mercy to the criminal hanging on the cross next to him. With every one of these acts, he was creating a new heaven and a new earth. He was offering possibilities for new life. Resurrection wasn't just about what happened after Jesus died. Resurrection was also Jesus' whole way of being in the world. And it can be our way of life, our way of being too. The world around us is full of people who are hurting. From the death of a loved one, or as a result of mental illness, or from the loss of a job. The world is full of those who are sick. Those struggling in many developing countries with diseases caused by unclean water and those closer to home affected by Alzheimer's. 
more than half a million people are homeless on any given night in the U.S., and more than 28% of children in Arkansas live in poverty. There were 64 school shootings in the U.S. last year alone. The promises for a new earth that we read about in Isaiah, they don't have to just wait for some distant future. Can we look at the world as it is now and see not only cause for despair, but also possibilities for resurrection, for new life? Can we look at the world through our Easter hope? Easter morning is a wonderful comfort to us. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we know that God is at work making all things new. We know that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And we know that death is not the final word. And what a gift this knowledge is. Easter also comes to us as a challenge, as an invitation to participate with God in the ongoing renewal of the world. The memories of our faith and the promises of Easter don't let us rest with things as they are. Instead, they propel us to imagine the world through resurrection eyes, to hope for new life even now. So go and look for the empty tombs. Learn to see them. Remember the future to which we are called. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia.